Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good Risings. I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. We're on day four of our week talking drama. On Monday, we kicked it off with protecting your energy. On Tuesday, we had a conversation about protecting their energy. Yesterday, we got specific about gossip. And today, we're taking a closer look at overreactions. Yesterday, we used the analogy of drama as a car. Gossip was its gasoline. Overreactions are its engine. Overreactions of all kinds feel particularly dramatic or out of place because they are. The easiest lesson we can learn about overreactions is that they probably don't have much at all to do with the current situation. That kind of affirmation can be enough to help you center yourself when you find yourself confronted with an overreaction. If you've been listening to Grateful Greens for a while, you already know exactly where this conversation is going next. Whoever is responding in this big dramatic way, in this way that feels outlandish to you, they're actually responding to something that happened to them a long time ago. The reason that this is happening is because some part of the situation has triggered their fight or flight response. They're being flooded with adrenaline and they're not thinking clearly. When it comes to being friends with these kinds of people, we really have to take our own well-being into consideration. We have to evaluate exactly how much of ourselves we can give. At the very most, we can be there to offer solutions. We can offer encouragement and validation. We can even be understanding and sympathetic about where they're coming from. But when it comes to taming those outspoken inner beasts, no one can do the work of healing but them. This kind of work begins when we finally accept that our bodies are full of traumas, great and small. Instances throughout our lives that taught us that survival and well-being meant that we had to behave and react in certain ways. Ways that probably aren't serving us all that well anymore. Exactly. These trauma-based responses are often the root of many other psychological conditions as well, including panic, anxiety, and depression. We're not saying chemical imbalances don't exist. We're not suggesting that you toss out your medication. But learning to regulate your nervous system with awareness and breath and grounding yourself in the present moment are perhaps the very best tools you can have on your healing journey. We have to take the time to become more and more aware of the inner dialogue that's unfolding in our minds. It's that never-ending voice that's full of opinions and thoughts and frustrations and fears. It's the one that plays out events before they happen. It's the voice that overanalyzes something you said or did that you wish you hadn't. That's the voice that amplifies a situation and causes us to react in a way that doesn't necessarily fit the present moment. We're not saying you don't have a reason to be upset. We're saying your inner monster took that reason and nagged and nagged and nagged. They egged you on. They revved you up. They used everything bad that's ever happened to you in order to charge you up so much that you suddenly overreacted. We've discussed this inner monster many times. 
In his book, A New Earth, Eckhart Tolle calls that little monster the pain body. He says this monster is an accumulation of all of your perceived failures, your letdowns, your traumas, all the negativity built up into this being that lives inside you. Not only is this monster often in control of your thoughts, it can also control the way we behave. Understand, the real you is not this being. Like we've said, we need to get to know this little monster on a first name basis. We literally name it, we give it a face, and we get good at knowing when it's talking. We get good at visualizing it when it wants to take the mic. What Eckhart teaches and what of experience is once you call that monster to the forefront of your thoughts, once you call it out for what it's doing, it gets weaker. Then we use gratitude to slay the beast. We find things to be grateful for and we begin to make a list. Slowly, surely, that monster dies. Exactly. And the more we practice this, the less time the monster has the mic. Remember, we love hearing from you. If you'd like to share, we welcome you to comment or message us to the Good Risings Instagram page at Good Risings. And you can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. Thanks for listening to Grateful Grains. If you're enjoying Good Risings, show us some love with a good review. Join us tomorrow for the final day of our week talking drama. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.